Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. It's your boy, Fresco Savage, coming at you with our first podcast. Me and my friend, Wannabe, uh, we just kind of shoot the shit. We just kind of talk about what's going on in life. It's, it's a weird time. It's a troubling time for all of us. And this was this is a very cathartic experience, very cathartic experience for us to kind of talk some things out. I have never felt anger in my life until until 2020. Um, and therapist says I got to let the anger go. So this is kind of an attempt at that. It gets a little ranty. We talk about current events. It's the interdimensional bedroom, babies. It's the interdimensional bedroom. Any any topic is, is game. It's fair game for us. Uh, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate people listening to Fine. Uh, Fine with my boy Yacht Daddy is out now wherever you stream music. Please check it out if you haven't. If you have, share it with a friend. Add it to a playlist. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, Again, this is my new podcast. I'm Fresco Savage, and this is live from the Interdimensional Bedroom. This episode gets a little weird. Uh, Right away, (laughs) there's about 15 minutes of bread content right on the top that I'm very excited about. We just answered the Zoom. And it's, we started talking about bread. I don't know where it came from, how it happened, but it happened, babies. And it is some of the best content ever. There's nothing like two white guys talking about bread. Huh? I mean, it's entertainment in its finest. It's like Avengers Endgame 3. I mean, we're talking high-level content right here. So, please, if you, if you like the podcast, uh, we're going to be putting one out every week. Subscribe. You know, rate it. Uh, that's a thing. I haven't had a podcast in a while, so please rate it. That helps everybody see it. You know, sharing is caring, and it's free. You know, I'm, I'm not asking for any money, but if you like it, you put us on on your way to work, you're in traffic, we make you laugh a little bit. You know, it's just too... We're just trying to, to have some laughs um, in this crazy, crazy time that I hope calms down soon, but... For the time being, this is live from the interdimensional bedroom. I'm Fresco Savage. Joining me, my co-host is Wannabe. And here we go. Wanna be? Sorry. Wanna be on the track, dude? How you feeling? You look a little more tired than yesterday. Yeah, I did a little drinking last night, but cool. Um, with the boys, with the girls, with the roomie. Yeah, little, with little the girl. Partying, little, little sip. Little sippy sip, and you know, I'm I'm off to a weird start to the day because I, you know, when the like on the ends of the loaf of bread, it's like the foot, the bridges. The bridges? The bridges, the edges of bread. Oh, the bridges. Yes, um, I have both of them today. Two, not one. That and... sucks, because you, you probably do what I do. Oh, this is great bread content, let me tell you. <laughs> you do what I do. I save the bridge, because I think it, I have the illusion that it keeps the bread fresh. Oh my gosh! Yes, exactly. I keep them around. I keep them around. So I keep I keep them around. I I I take from the the second slice. I I go right to second slice, and I just I lower 
the bridge as it gets lower. And this is why yep. you end up. Yes. I'll tell you. I'll yeah. tell you what I do. Because <clears throat> I'm a filthy American. <laughs> I throw that shit out. I don't even eat the bridges. I throw it out. New loaf. If I got three yep. slices left, I get a new loaf. You wait. You keep them around just to throw them out, which I've done that most of my life, and it doesn't make any sense. I did that until I got to college, and then I realized how much two slices of bread are worth. You know, that's a whole day of breakfast. So I, you know, it is. But is there a better way to be eating the bridges? Because we're we, treating someone, them as if they're bread, and they're not. True. They're totally not. We should. Someone should figure that out. We need. This uh, is. Uh. What they're do do? different. They're, they're different, weird. and that's okay. Yes, but they shouldn't be called. They shouldn't be treated like normal pieces of bread. They we shouldn't. They need. Them. They need government assistance in the breakfast area. Yes, they need some help. They need some serious help, and we need social reform for the bread. We need for the bridges. People have been neglecting the bridge community for way too far i'm just throwing them out like they're trash because in my head in my heart they are trash and that's on me right i need need change we need universal bread income (laughs) (laughs) ubi andrew yang i should be wearing my hat universal bread income (laughs) i don't even think there's a way you could turn it into what am i thinking you can't just turn it into regular bread. That's another problem. I can't just change it into regular bread. Yep, because then you're using the normal bread as the standard. As the board. standard, and that is incorrect. That's not good. You, yeah, that's breadgist. Breadgist. I am breadgist. Quietist. I'm, I'm about to throw away a loaf today. I'll actually <laughs> keep it around and jo- and as like a joke to myself. I'll keep it around even though I'm not going to eat it and be like, I'm not going to waste this. And now I have three bags of bredges in my cupboard oh that my I'm not going to eat, that I'm not going to eat in any way. <laughs> oh. And that's welfare. <laughs> Amazing, dude. Amazing. That Listen, is... I didn't think it was going to start like this, but we're off, we're off to the races. We're off to the races. Okay, well, okay, we can move away from the bread topic, but I, the... The world needs to know, Fresco, what kind of bread are you eating these days? Oh, that's good. So I treated myself this week with an, uh, an English muffin bread. So it's the dough of an English muffin, so it gets really crisp oh, in the toaster. Yes. Yeah. But it's the loaf of bread. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Because my favorite breakfast in the world is, is toast, a piece of toast, buttered toast, two eggs on top. And if I'm feeling sassy, a couple slices of bacon, but just the just the eggs and toast, runny, and I eat it like a steak. I put the eggs on the toast and I like cut it like a steak. I love it. I love the runniness of the yolk. Some people say the yolk's bad for you. Some people say it's good for you. I don't know. It tastes great though. That is something we should dissect because that's been. It seems like every year, there's a different take on whether or not the yolk. It's something to do with cholesterol, and then at first they were yeah, like, yeah, but then now there's this thing called good cholesterol. Good cholesterol. Yeah, dude. what is this? That is made up by scientists who are being paid by Coca-Cola company. Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. Because yeah, and like I took a I took a um, general like health class, wellness class for in college. I had to do it as a general. Nice. And what's it was three three big lessons right off the top? What you what did you learn? That bread, 
a lot of bread isn't even good for you. And like, there's something about it's just a vehicle for food. It's just a vehicle for flavor. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, it really is. And it's there's something about the word enriched. When you see the word enriched on your bread, yeah. It, what is that? It means that they put in some bread they it's just got the nutrients, and other bread they had to put the nutrients in. Oh. I cannot remember for the life of me and if enriched is something you're supposed to seek out or avoid. Okay, so you didn't you learned that there was such a thing as enriched bread, but you do not remember the lesson tied. Correct, correct. That's not and good. Was as an English major, I have no idea why I was in a nutrition class online so i didn't get the most from it but i certainly oh it was online it was awful an online nutrition class during my senior year of college no thanks all right here's a a quick google from healthygrains.california the answer is because enriched grain products like white bread and pasta have health benefits too They've been fortified with higher levels of nutrients, such as iron, B vitamins, and folic acid. Got you. Yeah. Okay, okay. but so it's fake. It's like it's it's like science bread. It's science GMO bread that they modified. It's like plastic surgery for bread. It is. It is. It, it's the it's the tit job of bread. <laughs> is it? Uh, but I was my usual bread is a twelve grain whole grain. See, and that's what I've heard in general is what you're supposed to go for. Because I like, I, would, I like the little the kernels of, uh, I don't, I like the little crispy, little crispies in there. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, a little I bit totally, of, yeah. or a rye. I could do a rye, but I feel like they're just throwing random crispies in in like the twelve grains. Like I'm getting the sunflower seed in there, and like yes. I know that doesn't come in bread. It does, <laughs> but it's not like you don't need it to make bread. Yeah. Do you just have little crumblies on top? You know what I'm talking about? The little, little light-looking things that'll fall off? You mean like the, the oats? I yes, don't like the you. oats. I don't like the oats. The oats sort of just make a mess of the toaster more than anything. It's kind of like nature's dandruff. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm, I'm not into that on my bread. And you pick it up, it falls on the floor, and now you're just sweeping up oats. What am I doing? I'm just giving money to the trash can. Yes. This is, and, and that's welfare. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wanted to wrap it back around. Bread yeah, and politics. Yeah. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Bread politics with Fresco and Wannabe. Um, yeah, you, you know, um, on top of that, uh, I got, I've got the Earl Grey again. Today I put two bags in the... In the Double uh, them down. You're that d- kind of guy, though. I'm that kind of guy. And I, you, you know what I was you, wondering about? You start about? with something healthy... And and good for you, but then you exploit it over time, and it's something that is bad for you. It's like going on a diet, two weeks in, and I'm eating a whole cob salad, four thousand calories. Yeah, I'm like, Dude. I'm just gonna have some light greens with some vinaigrette. And a week later, I'm like, ranch, sunflower seeds, cheddar cheese on the salad. Yep, hundred percent. I'm really bad at. I I'm a fixator, and I am really bad at the whole moderation thing, even when it's with healthy choices. Me too. I I I realized this morning. I was listening to a podcast before this podcast. I have this problem where if I want something, I can talk myself into getting anything. I'll be like, you yep. deserve it. I, you, it's fine. It's just one day. It's just one thing. And now, now I'm a huge guy living alone in an apartment, depressed all the time because I can have anything I want at any time, which you taught me is its own slice of hell, which is true. 
anything I want. If I want to fucking look at porn, I want to eat fucking pizza, I want to drink fucking liquor, I can do anything. I'm an adult with adult money. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, it's but interesting. therein lies the issue, and I feel no happiness. That's right. And so I got to come on the computer and yell with you. And now right. I feel something. <laughs> yes, in the words of, um, let's see, late 18th century uh, German philosopher, 19th century, late 19th century German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, joy begets pain. Once we get to that maximum level of joy or pleasure from a situation, we can only go down or start seeking that next thing, right? Yeah, and uh, that's my problem. I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm great at seeking. I'm like the Indiana Jones of pleasure. Yeah. I can we, find it. Yeah, and you just, you'll just keep sniffing it out like a, like a bloodhound. That'll just and everything never- I like is not good for me. Right. It's not like what? I like, I don't know. I don't even know what healthy things are for me. I do like yeah. going for walks. Yeah, walks are, yeah, we have that going. For some reason, it's hard to go for walks. After I'm done, I'm like, that was great. Why don't I do this more? Yeah. And then I get That's home, and I'm like, ugh. I know. Every single time I get back from the weight room, I feel incredible. But then the next day, it's like, wow, I really do not want to go to the weight room. And that is yeah. so universal. Oh, my gosh. But um, so I doubled down on the tea today. You doubled and down. Thinking- and how are you feeling? It's anti-anxiety. Are you feeling real chill? I'm feeling, I'm feeling chill. I'm, I'm only about, I'm a cup and a half in. And I was wondering mm. when I put the two bags in, there's got to be a maximum amount of tea that the water can absorb. So there's, an equilibri- just- there's an equilibrium for sure. Cause right. the, the bag will become so soaked at one point. That's it's all the same. So I was like, am I just wasting this or this beautiful organic Earl Grey tea? We Are you enjoying it? it? It, it tastes great. I squeeze a little lemon in there, man. It's great. So I don't think you're wasting it at all. Right. No, I was just like, am I getting anything out of the second bag? Or is it just for me? To think I think you're I thinking am? way too much about this. <laughs> no, these are just morning thoughts. These are I morning thoughts because my dad has this thing where he grew up in a poor family, right? Yeah. This is one of the reasons I'm a fat person. You right. always had to finish your meal. Like full. There was no such thing as full. It was, it, it's in, cla- in classic millennial fashion, I'm going to blame my parents for all my problems now. But yes, do it. It was not a thing. Finish your plate was a thing because they never had enough. Now, on top of that, because they never had enough, they wanted to make sure their kids had whatever they wanted. So the portion sizes in my family were enormous. Mm-hmm. And then we had to finish our, our meal. Yeah. So I don't know what full is. I've never, I don't, I've always been full. I've, I'm lucky, lucky human to never, like, I felt hunger once in a while, but like, I, my portion size, my idea of what a meal is, is so different. Yeah. And the meal is done when you finish. That's it. You're just perpetually full. Okay, I love that. Yeah, dude, I totally understand that. My dad grew up in a family of 15 kids, and they were farmers. So Jeez. it was like... They were just, they were breeding for employees. They were breeding for employees, exactly. And... It was, it was like a, a feedback loop because the more kids were around, the more food they needed, which meant more farming, which meant they needed more help farming. They mean more kids. <laughs> they more kids. Your grandma so, was working a full-time job as a pregnant woman. Yeah, just constantly pregnant for, you know, 17 years of her life probably. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And your grandpa just really landed in thick. Yeah, you know. I mean, we they, don't have to talk about your grandparents having sex if you don't yeah. want to. 
Well, they're both deceased. So well, that's fer- he's fertile, though. You know what that yeah, means for you? Fertile. I, I hope. I, I've thought about that. I, I really hope that that's the You case, hope you're fertile. I hope I'm fertile. And I, think you'll, I think you will be. Most people <laughs> are. <laughs> anyway, um, the, my dad, back, back to my dad's eating habits, um, he was the same way. Because like, food was such a big deal. When you have 15 kids, like the food that's around needs to be eaten by everybody. You can't, there's no room to waste. And, you know, when mm. you're the oldest one and maybe you drop something, it just lands in somebody else's plate, you know, because there's 15 plates. There's a lot of plate. That's a lot of surface area for catching. Exactly. You, yeah, you know, just you like gra- your grandmother's vagina. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> there, so, um, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that, Mr. Fresco. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we grew up. There was no not eating food. I totally, yeah, I, I get that. And um, and that, yeah, that's. Did your family ever put a loaf of bread on the table with butter? Was that a thing? Like during dinner? Uh, no, we <laughs> no, we didn't do that. That happened at my grandparents a lot. Uh. They just had a loaf, like a like a half stack of white bread on the table with butter, and really? I think it's because they grew up poor. Like, cause like, cause my grandpa would always like take the bread and like mop up the sauce or like the juice of whatever. Oh. Mm-hmm. And my mom told me once it's because sometimes like there wasn't enough for leftover, so that's why he started doing the bread, cause that's like extra. You don't want to waste Shit. that plate wow. juice. That's some great depression era shit right there. Yeah, dude, that's what why and then I'm like, "Hey grandpa, I want to sing. I want to sing for a living." He's like, "I quit school at 14 to work in a bullet factory cuz all my family went to World War II." <laughs> and it's like, "No wonder we didn't really see eye to eye." <laughs> yeah, dude, that weird relationship with your grandparents. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. Tough what, because I mean, their goal in life is to make a better life for their kids and their kids' yeah. kids, right? That's your goal. Yep. And now all those people are conservatives and all their kids kids are like whiny millennials which i do think yep. is a bit whiny sometimes uh totally. are you a millennial i believe so i don't know i'm in a weird um i'm in a um, transition period i think by some definitions i'm a millennial yeah but you still remember life without like screens yes i do which is a big i feel like that's a big that's a big cutoff I I think ni- so I was born in 97 and I think that like 95 96 and 97 were big years because these kids were I was in middle school and then everybody started getting phones so mm. and I didn't get a smartphone until I was um 18 so yeah that still seems I- so dude cell phones when I was growing up was like you didn't really think about it cuz like texting didn't exist when cell phone like when i got a cell phone like texting barely existed it was still 10 cents a text what oh yeah. my gosh when they had those like remember when they had like the rollover minutes that was a big deal for a while yeah or but or i wouldn't call my friends and unless it was like seven or a weekend because nights and weekends would be free that was a big service. oh what that's wild i didn't even know that was a thing yeah dude i Holy the reason crap. i got unlimited texting was because my parents got the bill and I, I spent like $96 on text messages. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no more of that. Do they make you pay for it at least? No, it was my birth. They gave it to me as a birthday gift. Oh, 
My parents are really bad at punishing me. They love me lots. That's again, here we go. My parents love me too much. They like yeah, dude, they sure. didn't let me fail. They're so supportive. They want me to feel no pain. So they just like they coddled me as a child, yeah. which I mean, I think no matter what parents do, your kids going to be fucked. That's just the that's the that's the reality of growing up. Absolutely. Um that's why everyone needs a, therapy. Yeah, there's a and that's what's tough about the generational thing because our grandparents got literally physically beat as children. That was I okay. Got, back I got spanked. I never got beat. But think about being your grandpa and, you know, growing up, like you said, what he dropped out of school at 14 to work at a bullet factory. Yeah, yeah, it was like eighth grade. He went to go work at the bullet factory in Baraboo, which is the building's still there, by the way. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's, we'll have to go take a tour sometime. Baraboo's a cool city, man. They got the Circus Circus Museum. Very cool. Circus? The Ringling Brothers Circus was a nationally touring circus, <laughs> and they were based Shit. in Baraboo. Holy cow, I love the circus. I never thought Baraboo could be. Circus is weird to me, but like it is cool. It's cool. It's a lot of history. I think I probably would have ended up in the circus (laughs) if I was born in like the 1800s. (laughs) Yeah, I think about that sometimes too. I think about the journeys. Well, in my hometown, we always had the local county fair come and all the. Yeah, the carnies. And I'm eventually. That's going to be considered a derogatory term, I bet. Anyway. What? No, it's the carnival. That's not it. It's not even. What, carnies? Carny, yeah. I'll tell you the saddest existence. Uh, we, yeah. This brings us back to last, week, last week's episode. Saddest, exist, saddest existence. A carnival that tours mall parking lots. Being a carny oh, sh- on that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my. We. So the county fair would come to our my hometown and like i would always get really intrigued while they were setting up we'd go hang out by the fairgrounds yeah and it was down the street from my house and it was always like on my birthday weekend so it was like an exciting time dude cinder city days yeah that's actually incredible that would be just like a a dream that's a dream for a middle schooler yeah but But, i never liked here's the problem i never liked rides i'm sorry i cut you off really i never liked rides never liked rides big games guy Okay. But games cost so much more money. Yeah, and dude, they're essentially always... gambling for children. Yes, they are. They're but I didn't understand do... that. I was like, Mom, I want to <laughs> do games. You fell right I want it. to win prizes. And your mom is just like, God They're like, damn it's it, too much money. It's too much money. Just ride the and rides. And I found out my dad would go on rides with me because he thought I wanted to go on rides. And he would fake laugh because he hates rides. Oh. So he does an impression where he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. But as a kid, I remember him being like, my dad fucking loves my dad loves rides. He oh loves my rides. God. But he hated them. And he only went on them because he thought I liked them. And I didn't like them. <laughs> That's, That's just terrible. Midwestern. That is, that is so Midwestern. Just we're both fake laughing. Just on the, repress like, and just the world. pretending we're having a good, like, we're going to remember this for the rest of our lives. Because the rides are, I don't like rides because like at first I'm like, whoa, this different momentum is fun. Three minutes yeah. in, I'm sick to death. And, like, there's a yeah. – I remember – you know, like, the swings? First of all, why the fuck did anybody put their kids on those swings that yeah, go, like, dude. 30 feet in the fucking air? And it's a fucking yeah. rope that some meth head set up, and they're like, this is – I can trust <laughs> this. And the, the swing goes around at 45 miles an hour. Yeah. And I, I remember as a kid being like, this is fucking so awesome. 
10 rotations in, I remember fake smiling so my parents wouldn't worry about me. <laughs> and being like, every time I'd pass them, I'd go like, it'd be like, eh. <laughs> eh. Like, I would smile. Oh, my God. Oh. And then finally be over, I'd be like, thank God. Yeah, I threw dude. up on a ride once, too. All over my cousin Tom. Oh, no. Yeah, there was this, it, it was this weird egg. Oh, I was like eight there was this weird like egg scramble thing where you could turn like a table in the middle and it would turn yes like the the cart you were in and it would like scramble all over it was like an octopus right it would like scramble over the place and i was getting sick and i was like i'm getting sick i'm getting sick and tom was like fuck yeah (laughs) and i threw up all over him just (laughs) everywhere they had to shut down the ride for an hour i mean vomit was everywhere Dude, that is that. That was always so. Par- I would I would make sure not to eat. I would intentionally skip meals. I was eight. Um, Put a yeah. bowl cake in front of me. I'm gonna finish the whole thing based <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. I, I already told you, they just spent fifteen dollars on fried dough. I'm eating it. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And those funnel cakes were amazing with that powdered sugar. Oh my god. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, dude. There's always the one person. There's the one person that's just really spinning that thing in the middle until yeah, the ride Tom. is going. And <laughs> he's got kids now. Oh yeah. God! Well, he'll definitely be telling that story, and I'm sure his kids will not make that same mistake. But if they do, it would be it would it would really be hilarious. I actually had a very real moment with Tom at Thanksgiving a few years ago. It was right after my grandpa's oh. funeral, and he just like he kind of looked me in the eye, and he's like, "Wait till you're ready to have kids." <laughs> He's like oh, these kids are fucking off they're off the chain right now like he was he just he's two kids and they're just young boys and they are wild Oof. and he just seems so tired so exhausted yeah um i some of my some like the coworkers we've had or that i've had that, that have kids they it's like it's like a split thing because some of some people are like oh my gosh like my cousin had a child he had a baby girl um maybe a little over a year ago and he's just like oh my gosh they'll change your life having a kid changes your life and i think that's, that's i think that's i think that is true but i think that's all performance yeah i think it's true for the first year or so and then when they turn two or three they start to walk and that's when it's like i, I right. have no doubt that it has so many redeeming values but have you ever like been taking care of a dog and you're like jesus yeah. this dog just lay the fuck down and chill <laughs> yeah. out right that's like but then imagine the dog asks you where babies come from and you have to yeah. somehow, you know. Yeah, uh, and then that, that dog turns. And then the dog gets depression and gets hooked on weed at 15. And you're like, I don't know yeah. what to do with this dog. I'll put you on a the leash dog. outside or something. The dog turns 15 and gets it's heartbroken for the first time. And yeah, it starts self-medicating with marijuana and other things. Oh, geez. Smoking weed in the garage. And I'm sure they smelled it. I'm well, sure they smelled the it. I'm exhausted. I want to, you know, I want to tell him not to do that, but I'm tired and everybody's tired. And maybe that's the key. Everyone just needs, when you have a family, everyone's just got to sleep more. But that's the thing. Teenagers hate sleeping. That's I the hate, problem. I hated sleep. I hated bedtime. I like at sleepovers. I would be up to like four in the morning. Yes. I was that kid as well. My I'd be like, I don't want the fun to stop. I don't want the fun to stop. Why are you going to sleep, Nathan? <laughs> yes. My, my middle school friend was also Nathan. And it was like, Dude, there's only so eight white guy to... names, Ben. There's, <laughs> sorry, wannabe. There's only eight white guy names. Yeah, you're right. Um, Tyler, Ben, Matt, Brandon, Nathan. 
Michael. I'm Luke. lost at six. Luke. Luke. Oh, John. John and John. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Throw a wild card and- Mark in there, but Mark's like the kid who ends up like, I don't know, dying Mark's at 12. definitely the oddball. Mark. Mark. But Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, easy four white guy names. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just oh. New Testament. Let's do this. Pull them right out. Why um, are we naming kids based off the Old Testament? Yeah, my, my first Ezekiel. point is definitely Genesis. Deuteronomy. That's a strong name. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm so bad. I don't even, I I don't even know. That, that could be the New Testament. Job. <laughs> what about Job? <laughs> Job. I hated Bible class. I never understood it. You're trying to How teach us. You're, you're, you're teaching a six-year-old Bible verses. Come on. Yeah. Get out of Did here. Did you go through a thing where you had to memorize them? Like a cult? Uh, my church was really easy about it. it was, they were kind of like Christian mad gabs. It'd be like Abraham walked up the mountain. So it was very suggest, and they would give you like three options. You're like, well, Abraham isn't walking up the roller coaster. That it's like it was like they were very easy about it. It was very easy to be Christian at my church. That's really cool that they helped you out. I- that's actually why I started not believing in God. It's one of the reasons, and that's 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 a whole nother podcast. But I started doubting faith. When I was in eighth grade and they're like, I was like, so all I have to do to get to heaven is believe that Jesus died on the cross to save my sins. And he's like, yep, that's it. And I was like, mm, eternal something going pleasure on here. And, and vacation? This Etern- is eternally. I was like, there's, some, there's something I'm missing here. This is a pyramid scheme. Because what they didn't, they're, they're so obsessed with the end goal of life eternal that they're like, but we can be assholes at Kmart. You know, like, they're like, we yeah. deserve it. Yeah, I always thought that was super interesting, seeing the very obvious shift from how people act at church, and then the second they leave church on that Sunday afternoon and they get into traffic and everybody's swearing and yeah, yelling man, at each three thing, other. Three things ruined Christianity for me. That conversation with my, uh, with Dave, who was like the youth pastor confirmation guy. Uh, so da- and great guy, Dave. I really enjoy him. Every time I go to Christmas church, I, I enjoy seeing him. Of course, his name is Se- Dave, though. Yes. Uh, <laughs> second thing, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, my uh, God. There's that scene where they're, they're all these, these evil guys, in quotations, evil guys. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like, vibrating. They're, like, moving with each other and going, Om Nom Shabai, Om Nom Shabai. And you're like, what is this weird cult-like fucking evil thing? And then I go to church, and I'm like, Our Father, who art in heaven? And we're all yeah. doing it, 400 people. And I'm like, oh, it's the yeah. same thing. it's the same thing i was like oh my god it's crazy i can't remember the third thing i had oh i had a great rant but it's fine those two things big for me yes i oh and assholes at kmart i worked at kmart and they would come in (laughs) and it would be like i would work a sunday afternoon and i'm like who the fuck you're buying five cases of pepsi and you want to use your coupons but you need to buy an extra case it's a coupon for per two cases. Oh my god! And they were just the worst. The mall was was bad too. You just—it's white families. Yeah. It's white families. After it's, church, they're like, "How do we bond with our kids?" Without actually, we didn't even want up. these, and so they go yep. to the mall and they buy yep. them something. Yeah, yeah. When people, nothing made me more sad than when people would come into the store with headphones on. 
because the you know little worse bit than of, that the guys who that? will just play music loudly on their phone that is that was the worst thing with uh, the, what are you doing you're competing with the music that's playing in the store which is the only good part of you my walk life, in right? and you're like hey everybody my store now fuck you yeah exactly this is my store and these shirts are on sale <laughs> dude yeah that's so true man when when I was, I grew up Catholic and we had this really strict guy come in as our, I was in eighth grade and I was just, you know, so simultaneously learning about puberty and all that kind of stuff. And um, we had this really strict religion teacher. And one day we're sitting there messing around before class. And he, like in the earlier in the week or whatever, we'd learned about uh, the, oh gosh, what are they called? The Ten Commandments and how it's yeah. like. You can't steal. I don't know what it's called. Thou shalt not steal, right? Yeah, I actually saw a sign outside of a church the other day that said uh, the Ten Commandments were commandments, not suggestions. Great oh. line. I'm sure the pastor just jerked off all over that fucking... Oh. That's a yeah, great that, quote. That's a. Do you think they get emailed from the Pope? Or like the high church at like whoever is in charge of like their church? They're like, here's the phrase for the week on the, on the message board outside. Dude, that's you know good, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It'll be like worship, um, eight a.m. on Sunday, and then underneath it'll be like, "For God loved the world, He gave His Son." Yeah, it's like someone's going to be changed by this. Yeah, yeah, that must come in from it's. Uh, it is just like a large business. I mean, I doubt it's a... Pastor Ron being like, "What kind of catchy phrase can I make up this week?" <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, it it does. It probably comes in from the the Pope sends it to the bishops or whatever, and the bishops send it to the. I think there's some people called the cardinals. Yeah. But well, that's the that's Catholic Church anyway. But what I was gonna say is we're in religion class and we're goofing around beforehand, and our instructor he looks down at his watch and he goes, "Oh, you know, you guys are committing a mortal sin right now. You're breaking a commandment." And we're like, wait, we're, all, we're all perked up. We're wait, like, what? oh, yeah. And he goes, what was his name? Uh, his name was Mr. Peterson, of course which is was. the most just Catholic name ever. Yeah, and absolutely. He, he goes, you're stealing time. And oh, I'm like, all right, yes. so this is all bullshit. This is all bullshit. And yeah, he's using this. And if we want to have a competition of who can be the most creative with the commandments, I will win. <laughs> you know, I can stretch this far. I didn't, know, I didn't know we were playing a game. I didn't know we were playing a game I, like yeah. that. I thought this was a strict rule-based thing. And if you're going to pull that, I'm going to pull something else. And I would, you know. It, well, it when was, he fucks his secretary, do you think he considers it adultery? Yeah, right. He probably does some weird mental aerobics to get around it. And he's like, Whoa. Absolutely. He's like, wow, God really? made woman for man. It's my rib. God, and I'm taking it's it my, back. It's my rib. And, you know. I, I will eat the McRib at the at McDonald's and I'm going to eat this woman out too. And well, and yeah, it's yeah. Sandy, it, Sandy. Yeah. The, the poor secretaries at the Catholic church, there are probably always women too. You know, the oh. thing is, it's like, it, it, it happens though. The sex stuff happens in places that are supposed to be sterile. Cause humans were not supposed to be like that. Like that's why the hookup at the office or I have a friend who used to hook up with his coworker in the back room of produce at a grocery store, like in the, oh. in, the fridge, in the cooler. They were steaming. Dude. Because it's not natural. It's like, yeah. what do you want to do when someone goes, don't? 
Well, that's yeah. all I'm thinking about now. 100%. It's, it's, I mean, I wish we could see how many affairs happen, but we only see the ones where the guy fucks up and he's like, I'm so sorry. Oh, we were both in the cooler. And think about how hot it feels, though. Like, breaking the fucking thing. Do things get better the more commandments you break? I think so, no. man. I, man, that's the kind of the thing about the Catholic Church that is just the problem is with all these rules it just makes maybe that's why they did it in the first place to make life more interesting because life is too easy and everyone's like all right we got to have some rules so it's more fun to bang our coworkers. so wait, it wait, feels wait. like that's a good point did god give us sinning to make life worth living right because I, I i firmly believe that in order to know what god is you you must dirty yourself yeah and otherwise from the beginning of time he's playing chess we're playing checkers yeah we all would have just been running around you know as like these free-flowing millennials and then god was like listen you can't do this and that but it's gonna suck to not have sex for a while but you're gonna thank me because then when you do get to have sex it's gonna be that much better or you're gonna figure out your wife is so vanilla and doesn't like dick Right. You're going to live That's, a miserable life where you're only going to yeah. have sex four times and have two kids. <laughs> and, and like my grandparents, every time you have sex, you're going to have two kids <laughs> being you're yeah, a well, kid. Your grandma had a great vagina. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, it's like what, the was gonna... of Eden. what was her name? I'm sorry. Uh, we don't need it. That's too much. I'm not going to say I'm going to, it's uh-huh. going to make a garden of Eden joke. And that's what, that's, that's where that Trust was going. Me. I don't need to know your grandma's name that I've been, Insulting <laughs> you for the last forty minutes. <laughs> well, you've been complimenting her just in a way that I've never heard before. Yeah, it's a different mental space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what I was gonna say was I lost it now because I keep thinking about my friend who had sex in a subway cooler freezer thing. A subway. Well, he, he, nice subway. Yeah, he received oral sex. There's a large cooler where they have the yeah they, they have the, a, they got the meats. The meats, the vegetables that are supposed to be fresh when they're not soaked in semen. But um, yes, yes. Oh, please tell me he came in the lettuce, in the shredded. He, he came in the lettuce, the onions, uh, um, all over. Man, everything you can think of. The black olives, even. He didn't even oh, try to. Oh no, not the, the olives. The salty brine. <laughs> the salty brine. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I lost it, but. Yeah, a lot of sex going on behind. Oh, I was thinking about uh, porn stars. What it's like to date a porn star because Mia Khalifa came up on my TikTok because she's like TikTok famous. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, you know, what on the flip side of it, on the opposite side of the spectrum, if you're a porn star and you date someone, sex is probably like cool and fun, but also kind of mundane, you know? Yeah, but I, I, I hate to sound so white here, but like we all know that like, there's sex and then there's like sex with like someone you care about and they are different things. That is true. That is true. You know? Um, yeah. I just kind of wondered, you know, cause if the Catholic say the religious people just are just constantly super horny, low key, and they're just waiting to bang it out, you know, <laughs> are the porn stars, do they get that from, you know, something else? They just kind of don't have that. There's no, um, they're, they're se- that- you're saying like there's sexual, their sexual hunger is constantly satisfied. Yeah, it's like you were saying earlier with how you've, you you've always known you've always uh, been full. Been yeah, full. sure, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's a great 
we we got to end here because Zoom is gonna is gonna cut me off, and I ain't paying for Zoom. But uh, we'll see you next week. Hey man, I hey. am really looking forward to it. I'll be ready with my black tea. Yes, and we we can maybe continue the conversation. Maybe not if we remember. Who knows? But this is just we're putting this out in the universe. Ben or wanna be? Oh my god, I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> Wannabe, we'll see you next week. This has been Fresco Savage and Wannabe on the podcast. I haven't, I don't have a name yet, but we'll get there. Peace. Yeah, hell yeah, that was rap as fuck. <laughs>